Here we go again. What I want to talk about now is communication. Is this a wonderfully curated, sound, produced, and beautifully presented communication? Hell no, it's not. I'm doing it in my car, doing it in my vehicle. What is more important that we communicate internally and externally or that it is a curated experience that we present? This is the theme for today, apparently. The theme, starting with on my way to service training at an animal rescue foundation, Tony Larosas with my my uh, buddy, Shackalish Stoyle Dew, was listening to Clubhouse, and they were talking about listening, which inherently involves the topic of communication. Communication is key. Communication is key. It is foundational, but understanding how and what we're communicating in the context that I exist, so I'm going to talk about it in terms and relations of my experience, and then relate how I understand in the pattern that I've been researching the past terms as an applied anthropologist, how it relates to the context that you exist in. You, you necessarily exist, and I necessarily exist, within the context of my own subjective experience. In 2020, I, I launched out Truth or Death. It was, of course, the last thing that I put out into the world. Because it was the last thing that I went for. I didn't want to think about my death because I, I was, I, I was afraid. I am still afraid about how I'm going to die. I'm not afraid of death itself. That was the truth. The truth of existence, of reality, of what it is, what it means to be human within the world. First of all, Nihilism, the idea and concept that things will go on in our absence, is such a destructive concept. Because the point of fact is, it doesn't matter if things go on without our existence within it. It matters not one jot if things continue once you're gone. If a tree falls in the woods and there's no one to hear it, does it make a sound? No. Because there's no way for us to take a human concept that is sound and in any way understand in any kind of meaningful way how another anything experiences what we have defined as sound. It is the height of ego and hubris to even do so or make the attempt. And ultimately it ends in delusion and illusion and subversion of ourselves, especially, that's 
I've done it more subtly than I can count. Our existence, the truth of it, my existence, is I exist between the inspiration of my first breath and the expiration of my final one. That in between is where I exist. On the knife's edge, when I have, in my experience, been able to straddle the realm of between my subconscious, pattern matching, night auditing, problem solving, abstraction mind, and my waking, sense overridden, data intake, waking mind, without attachment to either, and open to the context of the existence in which I live, that is where flow in life occurs. This is the basic pattern. That this is, I'm going to give you the timeline steps of how the most base pattern of self-validation I have accepted to be true works. You go from childhood to adulthood, and the question query and response, I'm going to give you it to you in a series of questions, query and response begins with, am I, in the face of your mortality, the absolute uncertainty of anything beyond our reality, regardless and despite of any opinions or theories of reward or punishment, once I accept my mortality, I must, if I am going to be wise with myself and caring and loving, I must have a means by which I'm ready for my death at any time. That means is, for me, being able to know when I die, at the moment I perceive that I'm dying, I will have known at that moment whether I did good enough by my own estimation. Whether anybody else has a different estimation is irrelevant to the process because it doesn't matter. They cannot die my death for me. I must die my death my own. I'm the one who must be okay with my own death. To be okay with my own death, I must know at the moment, even if I don't realize I'm in the uh, process of dying at that moment, once I do, I must know that I have always done my best with the experience and context that I had at my disposal in each moment. That is agency. Agency is absolutely required for me to be able to see and choose the context from moment to moment in which I live to build trust within myself for myself and with myself to inform how I engage with others. The question goes from am I, once I self-validate and I've accepted my own mortality, I've chosen how to operate and live in my daily life, whereby I can then be informed on how to engage with others, I become an I am. If we are doing the, if I am fully accepting, if I'm accepting and flowing, I know that I'm accepting that I am. Not only that I am, but that I am valid in and of my own and by my own estimation, because that is the one that matters. I will draw another I am 
into my engagements. And whether or not they ever appear matters not. What's important is that I am. But the subconscious question, once I am, that is being broadcast is, are we? With the right other self-validated and aware within their own context, I am engages and we make that question or the question becomes in and of itself through the engagements. We are from are we, then there are two of us. And metaphorically, from spiritual practice, where two more gathered, there I am also, the collective are we is the standing query in which we are all living in. The subconscious mind is the same for all of us. It is in the waking mind of our experiences, the differing, different data that we bring in and pull in to the subconscious problem-solving and processing night auditing mind that is different. But the two minds that exist within us that make the conditions for self-validation, that itself is indicative of the pattern that we can find within behavior throughout human history in modern observations and in nature itself. There are correlations. When there is a correlation, it doesn't matter how disparate the pattern match might seem to us. The match logically means there is a correlation identifying it correctly and beneficially, that's the task. Because for us to be a beneficiary of the collective intelligence that is available to us, it is required and inherent in the pattern that each part of the collective be actively aware and actively choosing to be a part of the collective and be the benefit to themselves and to others. It's not the other way around. If I am, if I am attempting to be a benefit to others, to validate myself, then I've missed it. If I am hoping to fake it till I make it, I've missed it. That's why it is simple. And in its simplicity, we who have been brought up all of our lives to overcomplicate, miss what is right in front of us. It is either a zero, which is neutral, lukewarm, not of benefit, not taking a side, negative, which is the opposite of uh, love. It's not, it's, it's unbeneficial. It is not increasing the overall collective integrity or the subjective integrity. And increasing subjective integrity is what increases collective integrity. That is to say consistency. It increases the collective and subjective ability for us to abide 
more consistently over time. Communication is a whole body experience, every single part of us. The two times that I have flowed, I can tell you this, is that I relaxed into the moment and I could see why or how people would come to the idea that there is anybody with a psychic ability or the reading minds or they're doing anything outside of ourselves, they have some special ability. It is not a special ability. It is a fact of our existence that we broadcast and that what what those folks are picking up on but are misidentifying, as we and I have done many cases and instances, is that total body communication whereby we broadcast who we are, what we want, where we think we are going, what we think about ourselves, and what we think others think about us, all of that is in the broadcast we are pitching to everyone, everywhere, all the time. It is of vast importance that we know what we are communicating to ourselves if we want to understand and know what we are communicating to others. 